Good afternoon, everybody. How are you on this wonderful day? It is I, Kip Mangum. I am coming with you with my other co-hosts and esteemed gentlemen. We are the Confused Gentlemen in for another great episode. This is Season 2, Episode number 13, and we have another book review uh, that we read for the month of April. Before we get into it, how are you guys today? I know, W, you had a long day at work. But, uh... Long day, busy, restaurant. I think people are getting more comfortable coming out via vaccine yeah, and you know all that stuff. So, I, I, we're, we're recording this on April 30th. I think I read... Uh, that your governor is lifting all restrictions, right? Did I read that yeah. today? For the most part, yeah. There's still, I think, some slight restrictions. Technically, like the social distancing got cut in half from six to three feet. I mean, what, what, what? Why the hell does that matter? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, what we did. We just moved everything back the way it was. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> we got we got booths installed in the restaurant, and when we did that, we just put all the other tables back to where they were. And calling it a day. So. Meanwhile, my governor of Michigan came out the other day and said, uh, when, when we reach, we're, we're at around 50% vaccination for the state. Mm. And when we reach 70%, we can go back to, you know, less mandates and stuff. But you know, what, do you, hit what do you think about these companies coming out and trying to, I call it bribing, but give you an incentive if you want to put it that way. Oh, like um, getting a free getting hot dog, free hot six dog. pack of beer. I mean, hell, they're getting right. free pot. <laughs> yeah, and in some of the states, you know, free beer, donuts, Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. coffee. Yeah, it's definitely like I don't think you're, uh, you know, outlandish call it bribery. I definitely think you're def- it's definitely bribery in some point that if you get this, you get this free thing. I I feel like, you know, yeah. it is bribery. Well, you I get a reward for doing something. I mean, they could be. It could be a really good marketing tool. We don't know yet. I mean, you're just getting people. You're getting people that haven't been or they haven't gone out and done stuff for a year. So let me try this mm-hmm. restaurant or this company or whatever. Right. And potential. I don't know. Right. I think. I think. I think. Coming from a company, I don't see it as much of a problem as if the government were to say, "Hey, we'll send you an extra five hundred dollars stimulus if you get vaccinated." Mm. I think that's worse, right? Something <laughs> like think, that. But oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we'll save that discussion for a different day. And so, as I said earlier, we have the book review. So, for the month of April, we read mm-hmm. uh, about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And the book was titled uh, "Bitcoin: Hard Money You Can't Fuck With," and uh, I, I know WD, me and you talked about it throughout the month a little bit, caught up. Christian, you got a chance to read it all, right? Or listen to it all? I didn't get the chance to read it all, but from what I've read and listened to, uh, guys, talk about humble learning right here. How how far did you get into it? Because I yeah. think that, that might be got, important before we start talking. I think I got a, a solid halfway through, maybe oh, a little more than weak. that. Weak sauce, I, man. Weak I, I'm weak. I had some. I, I had some news and some events that – you know, happen. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't matter. We know what that news is, and it doesn't matter. That's fair. <laughs> I read it twice. Right. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. Or I need to go. I, me and Kip had this discussion. Apparently, if I listen to it on Audible, I can't say I read it. It's true. Really? It's you the didn't same. read it. It's you the same to concept. It. It's the same damn concept. No, it's not. I don't know it about is. that, buddy. I mean, 
I think he got the same information. I absorb it the same amount, and I'll tell him like I, right. I'll tell you like I told Kip, and it made him freaking laugh. I said sometimes <laughs> I'll put a book on my face for osmosis, and it'll just come into me. And you know what? You know? I'm sure you used to things coming into you, so I'm sure that's a good way. To... <laughs> he said. He said that I, I sent him. A, I was on my. <laughs> I was on my work computer. You know, my mom listens we to this podcast. This. By the way, okay, just say it. I'll cut that out. I can cut yeah. that out. My no, bad. Leave that, leave that in. Leave that in. <laughs> you can leave it in. So she made. She made so. chuckle at it. I don't know. It was funny. We were at my, I was at my work computer when we were having this talk, me and him. Yeah. And he said about, he said he, he absorbs it through osmosis. I yeah. Think he, through, yeah. So I took, I took my phone and I put it up to my head yeah. and I took a sh- uh, a picture of it with my computer and sent it to him. <laughs> Very good. So before we get into the book, uh, I want to make a disclaimer to anyone listening that the three of us are not financial advisors. We are not financial planners. We do not have any monetary degrees in understanding that there is risk in any and all investment opportunities that you do. So speak for I, yourself. Chris. I do. I do not want to get any calls or comments or concerns <laughs> that we told you to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in Bitcoin and then you get suckered because that's not us. So you need to make sure you're smart with your money and do what you need to do. But it is you, – you mentioned humbling, Christian, and I think that's a good way to put it. Now, my knowledge of cryptocurrencies was very, very basic. I knew what they were. I knew kind of what they represent and how they were – how they're mined and developed. But the extent of what this book went through in terms of what Bitcoin is, why it is an asset, was remarkable mm-hmm. to say the least. Yeah, hundred percent of us, and I and I think too, man. When you realize that it's just a currency that is not governed, and that it's basically a, it's as free trade as you can get, really. I mean, yeah, and that's the the whole premise of Bitcoin and why it was developed is that it is a right. decentralized, unregulated, or I think self right. Did they say unregulated self, or self regulated? I think it's self regulated. It's more self so. because it's uh, yeah. You know, with the miners and all their systems, it verifies if you actually have the money to trade or the, the coins to trade mm-hmm. them, to sell them, whatever. Correct. You can't trick the system. Right. You can't yeah, have a counterfeit Bitcoin, basically. Right. Yeah, because if you – one person – you everyone can see the transactions that are going on because since each coin is encrypted – you're able to see where this money is going. Yeah. You can't see personal mm-hmm. information, but you can no. see where I bought, you know, a certain amount of Bitcoin, you know, three mm-hmm. or four days ago. You right. know, you'll see that on the ledger. Mm-hmm. And that's all exactly. about blockchain. So, right. Exactly. Which, so, which blockchain is pretty, uh, if you go into that, so that's pretty impressive itself, too. Yeah. That's another thing I think to look into in terms of actual technology and blockchain, not just with cryptos, but in digital world in general. But what were your guys's levels of investment prior to reading, you know, before this, or even currently, and I, I don't need, you know, we don't need to spit out how much we have in 401ks or anything like that, but what level of investment are you guys in? What do you guys, let me tell you, and this is going to be shocking to everybody. I have a total of zero dollars invested in <laughs> and and I'll tell you what, and I joke about that, 
I have been very interested in investing, but I overthink things. And I'm like, I'll get like so close to, you know, buying that stock. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There's this one thing in like 20 years that may happen and I can't do it. You know, like, (laughs) but reading Bitcoin or listening, sorry, listening to Bitcoin, (laughs) this book made me understand it a lot more. And actually, not only just this cryptocurrency, but cryptocurrency as a whole, it's very intriguing to me. And it may be something that I finally just go and jump into the deep end with. What about you, Dub? I'm going to assume between uh, you know you and the wife, you guys had your traditional. Wow, that's a, that's quite the sneeze there. Uh, traditional, Sorry. you know the the IRAs and the four hundred one ks, and oh, he's going to go again. Oh, no, no sneeze again. Good. Oh, he I'm almost good. did. <laughs> I know you can't see him, but I'm watching. He had his head back, cocked, ready, and loaded to let this thing go. I was uh, loaded, baby. Yeah. Uh, is the standard stuff, Dubs? You between yeah. you and the wife? Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. with her work, you know, being super corporate, you know, big uh, Fortune 500 company, you know, things like that. So those those benefits and options are a thing we uh, we take advantage of. Um, and being, you know, my I am in corporate, but we're a very small, you know, upcoming. So those packages, things like that will, you know. We'll come forward, you know, in the near future, hopefully. So that that's that's the uh, that's the money you don't really want to invest in, according mm. to the book. Right. So, right. same with me. My my wife has the standard stuff through her work. Mm-hmm. Uh, me being self employed, I rely on my own self to make any kind of contributions mm-hmm. I need to do. So my savings and investment stuff is is mill. I have a very very small. You know, IRA set up that I put a little bit a month, but as far as stocks and bonds and this, that, the other, nothing at all. Uh, so, yeah, you mentioned it, Doug. Let's get into it a little bit. We'll hit mm-hmm. some parts of the book. <clears throat> so the book starts out talking a little bit about the history of, of Bitcoin, why it was created and how it was created and the importance of it. Uh, the, make, the book makes no mistake that at the start of or the, the beginning of Bitcoin, that it was used as dark money purchases. Mm-hmm. You could buy drugs, you could buy weapons, you could buy whatever you yep. want, and it would show up at your doors, which is fascinating. But over time, it slowly devolved from that, and it became more of an asset and used as as, an, as a wire transfer from um, one person to another. And... I, I still remember sitting in the apart our apartment tub seeing Bitcoin at a quarter a pop, and I fully regret not buying twenty shares. <laughs> you know what's unfortunate too, and I, I kind of think I repressed this memory, and probably for good reason. Uh, Don't tell as me you know, Kip, I've dabbled in crypto for a long time. You know, for yeah. you know, probably I would say five six years. You know, yeah. very small stuff. You know, trying to hit other little things, other coins or whatever. But I can specifically remember almost purchasing Bitcoin. Now it wasn't at a quarter when it was. I think it was at like twenty five dollars or something. Okay. When I saw it, um, and I was like, you know, what? I should do this. I heard about it. You know, blah blah blah. I should buy. You know, a couple, whatever. Well, you know, when Bitcoin's Teach at 50, you know fifty four thousand <laughs> per coin right now, you know, right. you live and learn. So so one. 
if you're interested in history, you can go ahead and, and, and take a listen or read up on it. I don't think it's important for us to talk about it. Outside the fact that I think there's two, maybe three major components that you need to understand about Bitcoin. One that I did not know prior to reading is that it the creation of Bitcoin was, or, or the system of Bitcoin, is only going to allow for 21 million coins to be mined forever. That's it. Bottom line. Hmm. There is no that that number cannot be changed. Can you so explain I, why? Can I explain why it won't be changed? Why um, Satoshi Nakamoto uh, programmed it or coded it that way? He coded it that way because he wanted scarcity to be the key. Is that the answer you're looking yes, for? Yes, it is. Because that's the whole give goal of the a, book. Give me a quiz. So, right. We, he makes the comparison. So, throughout the book, they make the comparison that Bitcoin is like gold. And we know the value of gold. It's this yellow, shiny rock that has an extrinsic value that's been used for hundreds and hundreds of years, if not thousands, as a form of currency by all of human civilization. So, he compares Bitcoin to gold. And the reason why is because gold is relatively scarce we know there's not a ton of it or or at least well of what we know about you know it, the, the, you have to find more gold right like is that mm-hmm. kind of what i understand of like pretty much yeah. all the gold so, that's been so, mined yeah so you know they they're t- they talk about you hear about oh we should go back to the gold standard you know mm-hmm. yeah and life was better when the gold standard was uh was happening and basically what that means is, like Kip said, it's about scarcity. You make money off of things being scarce. So art, real estate, land, gold. But, you know, listening to the book and all, it did mention about gold specifically is that they know that there's untapped gold reserves in the ocean. Mm-hmm. They just haven't figured out how to extract it. And... Right. Once that happens, the value of gold is actually going to go down. Right, and that's the yeah. and that's the thing. So yeah, it's I I mean, if you want to invest in gold and silver, I don't, you know, obviously not, not a financial advisor or anything like that, but I don't think it's a bad thing to do because I don't know if you know I haven't seen anything where they're close to finding tons and tons of gold to make the price drop. Right, and the whole you know reason they mentioned. Bitcoin compared to gold, you can't compare Bitcoin to USD, the dollar. Right. 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 Okay. So, right. Well, I, I know we're going to go with trying, that. Though. I know, so I let's go. Let's go. Okay. So, yeah. the other major component I think that was important to know is the timeline of when Bitcoin will be mined. Mm-hmm. So you hear about all these miners, and mining is a process of extracting Bitcoin. And what you need is you need Big old super, computers, super computers to do these algorithms to create the blockchain to form the Bitcoin. Okay, mm-hmm. so, but what's fascinating is, isn't it like over half of all Bitcoin available has already by been mined? Is that the, was that the number, Dubs? That's there's a twenty. Right. There's a twenty-one million cap. Right. Eighteen million has been mined. There's only okay. three million that, left. Okay, only three. So. There's a process in the Bitcoin algorithm that is called halving or halving. 
And it is where every four years, the amount of Bitcoin that can be mined will be cut in half. Mm-hmm. So as the time goes on, it gets more and more scarce each and every day. And right now, currently, I think you can. there's 10 Bitcoins that can be mined a day or, or every 10 minutes. Isn't 10 Bitcoins yes. every 10 minutes? Yeah, so yeah, it processes every 10 minutes. So you can make... Okay. A certain amount of Bitcoin every ten minutes if you're a miner. If you're right, so in four years, well, in three years now, that will be shut down to five, and then the two and a half, and then one and a quarter, and then so on and so forth. And I think it ends what twenty one forty is when the schedule ends. Yeah, because it's going to get into the cents. You right, know, it's going to get some point. crazy. So the other thing, Dub said, there's eighteen million I remind. There's 4 million coins that are lost, that are gone for people who have lost their wallets, that they don't know where it's on hard drives in the landfill somewhere. So realistically, there's 21 million or 17 million coins to be had. Those two components there is what's going to make what I feel after reading this book to reading the book to Bitcoin skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Because of the scarcity issue, because we know it won't, there's only, there's a limited supply. And we're at, why I also think it will skyrocket is if you got hundreds of millionaires in the world and there's only 17 million Bitcoin, it's going to be a status symbol to have a Bitcoin. 100%. So when you have multi-millionaires and princes and billionaires want to buy all this up, that price is going to go through the roof. Mm-hmm. And that makes it very exciting. Yep. So, I think the next reason people get confused or don't understand Bitcoin is because there's no... They don't understand the value of it or why it's important. Right? Or right. do you agree? Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly right. It's, I mean it's it's it ha- Bitcoin is actually condemned or laughed at, joked about by the the big banks, the yeah. banking industry, mm-hmm. the Fed, mm-hmm. uh, because they are the ones who control our money currently, mm-hmm. and crypto is something they can't control. Um, right, Bitcoin right. specifically uh, can't be hacked. Now, if you want to get real detailed, you can talk about Big B Bitcoin and Little B Bitcoin. Those are two separate things. And and just layman's thing, Big B Bitcoin is the blockchain. It's the system itself that cannot be hacked. Little B is the actual coin that, yes... You know, if you don't secure your wallet, which there are there are Coinbase, Coinbase, sorry, <laughs> name dropping a company there. There are wallets, digital wallets that you keep your coins in, like, you know, you keep your money in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. So if you don't secure these wallets, just like you don't secure your wallet in your back pocket, somebody can hack it. Somebody can steal your actual wallet and take your money. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the difference. When you hear Warren Buffett and you hear the CEO of Morgan Chase and these other guys in the Fed, when you hear them saying that, you know, cryptocurrency is not the future, it's, you know, it's not secure, 
it's, it's, vol- it's volatile it's a fad you know it's because for for in my just personal opinion for i think i was i think jealous is too lame of a term but i think that they envious maybe maybe envious because they didn't hop on the train they don't see the the mm-hmm. the, the vision of what this will be mm-hmm. um you know they made all their money through real estate which is fine because that's still a thing you can make money on but they also made their money off of the stock market mm-hmm. and we all know bad things about the stock market you know good things about the stock market stock stock market but yeah i mean crypto is uh, one of the most secure things you can invest in mm-hmm. So it took me a while to understand this, even going through the book. Because I'm like, okay, how does Bitcoin equal $56,000? Why is one coin equal to that? And then it wasn't until I finally got around to the idea that, okay, you need to treat Bitcoin as if it was gold or if it was silver. It's a, it's a tangible, hard thing that you have. It's an actual asset outside of an actual dollar bill. And that started making me, because I'm like, okay, so let's let's blow up the U.S. financial system. Let's say the U.S. dollar is not existent. There will be a different currency that will be more valuable than the dollar, whether it be you know, the yuan or the yen or the euro or a peso or whatever comes to light. That $56,000 will be now become 56,000 yen. Correct. Okay, so mm-hmm. you will still have... A very valuable commodity that can be purchased with any currency, or can be purchased with any with, with whatever the dominant currency right. at the time is. And once yeah. I understood that, I'm like, okay, now this clicks with me, right? And now it's kind of making sense. Which that that that's one of those things that humbled me and blew my mind was it's not just it could be paid with a dollar or a pound or a yen. Literally, if you can afford it, if you can buy it. Like, it's not just, it's basically like a global currency, you know, <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's, it's the digital world. It's where the world is going to in terms of digital assets. Right. And you can instantly transfer this. I mean, to, to think you could buy, you know, if I, you know, I could go buy a cabin in, in Europe and send over Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And it's done. It's over with. It's paid for. I mean, it's very, very convenient. Mm -hmm. Highly convenient. Another thing I had to get my head wrapped around was how would this be protected or why is this important in case of an economy crash in Mm -hmm. case of the U.S.? So let's get into, he talks about in the book, let's get into a little bit about the U.S. dollar and currency in general. Up until Richard Nixon, 1971, he screwed us all over. No <laughs> way. What? When he took the dollar off the gold standard and our mm-hmm. money wasn't backed by anything. Mm-hmm. You know what else he did? Just start us in there. You know, he tried to federalize daylight savings time. Yes. Federalized it. Most How people do don't federal- know that. Like, as a nation, you don't recognize... Daylight savings time, so it stays lighter later. <laughs> and it didn't work because people didn't want to take their kids to school in the dark or have buses pick mm-hmm. their kids. Like, that was the biggest complaint. Yep. 
about it. So he did a lot of stuff. Watergate. What is this thing? Tricky so, dick. So. Tricky dick. So taking the money off the gold standard makes pretty much money you know, useless. From that point in 1970 to now, there's been trillions of dollars just thrown into the system. And this is where things get really uncomfortable as a young adult and how a government could screw over a currency and just wrecks the system. You've seen it in Venezuela. You've seen it in Russia. You've seen it in, in destroyed empires, you know, like you know, ancient Rome and stuff. It comes to a point where all these, where these governments need to pay for everything they want to spend their money on. And, and as they say in the book, printer go, <laughs> and they yep. just print out money <laughs> left, mm-hmm. right, and center. And all that does is it, it wasn't at the time of the book that it, it was Trump that just pushed out the first stimulus mm-hmm. when it was writing the book. And since then, Biden's put out his stimulus. Mm-hmm. And now he's also $4, four trillion in tr- spending. And he just said more trillions of spending in his congress speech yesterday yep. all that is doing is just devaluing every dollar we have in the bank mm-hmm. making it work more and more worthless yet the assets and everything and again the real estate the arts and now bitcoin is going to be here they don't move they all stay the same mm-hmm. and, and the you know this is where when you have it you have it and you're protected it, it blows my mind of why a government can freaking do this it just <laughs> Well, it's because, I, I it's because they own the governing piece, like they own the treasury. So, like, who's gonna tell, who's gonna tell you, Kip, not to cook your own dinner? Well, it's not even that. Like, it's not even just the government. It's it's the Fed is a separate entity, and they're in bed with all the banks. So when the banks get in trouble, get rid of the central bank. Yeah, that's that's what you need to do. You need to get rid of the banks. Okay. Good luck with that, guys. Well, you can get rid. Well, if you, if everyone just took all their money to Bitcoin, the banks will be gone. Oh, that's true. Hey, everybody, Kip says take all your money out of Bitcoin. That's not well, what hey, I said. Hey, everybody, won't you go to your local branch and try to pull out all your money at one time if you have a substantial <laughs> amount and see that you can't? Right, one hundred percent. Yeah, go order your money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little fun fact: apparently, they only are. Um, I guess legally bound to keep ten percent of your yeah, money. Ten percent of your at the, balance, at the bank. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. At yeah. one time, it's just kind of crazy. It is crazy. I don't get it. Don't well, this all it. So, this this really all started with, you know, we're speaking about Richard Nixon and all, and then taking us off the gold standard and printing money. Two thousand eight, when the recession hit. Okay. Yeah. And they had to bail out the banks, things like that, because, you know, and listening to the book, there were all these bogus mortgages and all this stuff that they were just trying to give out. And and basically, the government had to buy the mortgages back. In order to do that, they hit a button. (laughs) The Fed hit a button. It just basically changed the numbers within three days. I believe they said, I forgot who the head of the Fed was at the time. His last name starts with a B. But... Uh, he was like, oh yeah, it was like 700, was it 700 trillion? No, 7 trillion or something like that. And you're like, how are you able to get it in, in, you know, three days? He's like, oh, well, you know, 
just change, the, the change, just change the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> they're not physically printing the money. They're just making it more liquid right. for the banks to be able right. to use and move around. Right. But then you don't see it as the little guy, what we are, mm-hmm. Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. Yep. It doesn't ever trickle down. Trickle down no. economics doesn't work that way. No, no it so. doesn't. So that's 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 why Bitcoin was created, and mm-hmm. it's really funny. I'm not sure if Kip had this plan to say, but it does coincide with the presidential election. Oh, mm-hmm. that I I meant to say and I forgot. Yes, yeah, I was waiting for you that, to say. That, I'm like, eh, that having has to say that. that. Yeah, that having process will go through at every presidential election, which is fantastic. Yeah, and the other wonderful thing is all the Bitcoiners, the big Bitcoiners, they know this system and they know. Every four years, Bitcoin is just going to drop and plunge in price, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's just going to climb back up, and then it's going to plunge, and it's going to climb back up and plunge, and well, it's going to keep going. But it's going to keep going up and up and up. It won't go down. Yeah, and you know, I, I was talking with some people about this, and you know, when you invest in Bitcoin and you, you know, you you take it by the reins. Let's say you invest a hundred bucks in it, okay? And four years comes, you know, 2024, the next election comes around. You know, value of the Bitcoin. So let's say you bought your Bitcoin. Let's say, let's make it e- easy. A hundred bucks buys one Bitcoin. Okay. Make it simple. And say in four years, it's trending up. So now your hundred bucks could buy, uh, what? A tenth of a Bitcoin. Okay. Increase 10 times. All right. Okay. So it's steadily climbing, climbing. Like, oh, great, great, great. But then the halving starts in four years. We know this is happening. It's going to drop by probably 20%. So you're still up 80%. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. why Bitcoin, this whole, the whole thing with the book about not just investing in Bitcoin is, is to hold it. One of the key things it yeah. says, you don't buy coffee with Bitcoin. Yep. That's one of the first things it says in the book. And that's that's important because it's like it's like before cryptocurrencies were even thought of and, and created, you know, people did that with the stock market, right? 401ks. You don't touch it. Hell, they even penalize you. You pulled your money out of your 401k too early. Yeah. They take him some money out. Yeah. You know, yeah, money 35% you, or something. Right, that. Something crazy. You know, because they understood the concept of they need to keep it in there, but they also need mm-hmm. to keep it in there because they had to pay debts and things like yep. that. It wasn't just mm-hmm. to make the value of the money go up. <laughs> That's right, not what they right. were interested in. But with Bitcoin, with it being hard money, as the title says, with only $21 million, mm-hmm. it can only go up. Right, right. They make a good comparison. Again, there's a ton of information in this book, and it's going to be hard for us to go over all of it here in the 40 minutes. But the the logistics of it and the argument for investing Bitcoin is very solid from this this book. Now, I am personally looking out for more Bitcoin books to just greater my knowledge of it. But I think it does say something on, on who the buyers of Bitcoin are. One of the earliest investors in Bitcoin was the Winklevoss, Winklevoss or Winklevoss twins, right? Winklevoss twins. They and if you don't know who they are, they are the ones that sued Facebook, sued Zuckerberg for 
they're part of Facebook or not getting credit for Facebook or something. Well, like he'll be stealing. He'll be stealing their Steal, idea. Stealing their idea. Okay. Of, uh, so Harvard, they got what was they, it? Harvard Chat or whatever. It's called. Yeah. So they sued for Zuckerberg. Sue Zuckerberg got one a ton of money, mm-hmm. and then bought like ten million dollars worth of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and held it. And they've held it since two thousand nine or ten. Mm-hmm. They haven't touched it. They got a fort. They're sitting on a fortune. It also there's some countries in Africa, or South America are completely changing their like they're investing in Bitcoin. Mm. Yeah, nation states are trying to make that their currency. Uh, this was in the book, but Akon, the rapper, singer, mm-hmm. all that, he is working on making in Africa. I'm not exactly sure where, if it's a city or if it's like a community, whatever, that is strictly digital currency. That's it. Wow. Yeah. I, I definitely digital currency is the way of the future. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of what's going to win out on top. Have, have y'all seen that movie where like basically time no. is currency and no. it's like on the wrist. That's what yeah. that makes me think of. Oh, like, in time with gonna, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yes. It's good. And we're just going to basically yeah. have our smart watches and that's all going to be our wallet. It's like, we're just going to, you basically have our digital coin with us at all time, and that's how we're going to buy stuff. So they, yeah, I never seen that movie. I don't see a lot of movies, so that's not surprising <laughs> to me. I, I know you don't, but it, that's just what that makes <laughs> me think of. So there's a lot of big players in Bitcoin. There's a lot of quiet players, and then there's a lot of loudmouths against it. And I think th- I think what W alluded to earlier was. The loudmouths against it are the ones that already hit their fortune on something else, and they're kind of jealous or envious or disappointed they didn't get into Bitcoin sooner. And they'll say whatever they, they they'll say whatever they have to to denounce Bitcoin until it finally comes around. And the Bitcoiners are going to hold true; they ain't going away from this. And you see, mm-hmm. like I, I really, you you saw how hard the people went with the GameStop stock. Like you have a bunch of those people that are just going to hold and hold and hold, and not they're not going to sell. It's going to take a while, but Bitcoin does have the potential to be coming hundreds of thousands of dollars a coin, a half a million dollars a coin, a million dollar coin. It could get way, way up there, but it's going to take some time. So I think for all of you listening here, you know, we're all in our 30s. Mm-hmm. By the time we're 60, 65, I bet we see a significant jump yeah. in Bitcoin. But I think we're investing, if you get into this, you're investing not just for your retirement, but you're also looking at generational wealth potential. That's, that's what I was thinking was I would like, I would definitely think of this as I want my grandkids to earn some money off this interest. You know what I mean? Like, right. When I like how you use wealth and not becoming rich, because those are two different things. Correct. To be wealthy is the sustainability of that money. Right, right. 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 I mean, if you were to go back into the 30s and 40s and say, I'm buying $100,000 of gold to sit on, you know, now you have, you know, your kids have a bunch of gold, you, you know, that's wealth when you have that asset mm-hmm. to your name. And what, speaking of gold again, I wanted to mention this earlier. Back before the gold standard, the U.S. and during World War One and Two, were buying up gold like left, right, and center from all these countries. Mm-hmm. Yep. They have now been selling off gold specifically to China. Yep. 
and China's hoarding all the gold. So that should say something to your currency. And if you're not scared about your, about what the government can do to your currency, you need to be somewhat concerned and, and understand your dollar is in jeopardy here. Do you think? Uh, do you think? How do you think the U.S. dollar will ever be will will ever be the non dominant currency? Yes. Dope. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I don't think in our lifetime, but I I definitely think it. Will I think be. it can be in our lifetime. I I realistically see it in like twenty five thirty years. You know, I mean, by t- by the time you hit twenty fifty, yeah. you the U.S. The dollar. You think the yen's gonna beat it out? Uh, yen or the yuan, the Japanese currency. Yeah. I don't think I don't think the euro will will is sustainable with all those I, countries. I, think I don't if, think I think the, if the euro was actually managed well. It could easily have already been. Well, when you got twenty different countries trying to control a currency, that doesn't work out. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's a scary place to think. We've never seen the dollar not the top of the range, so that's kind of concerning a little bit but well i mean what are you gonna do well well i think this too the pound isn't the overall currency the euro isn't right but they're still solid currency so i think if we do get beat out in our lifetime I don't think our economy is going to crash. But, but you're, this is why you need to read the full book. Because every other currency is based off the U.S. dollar. And the value of that currency is ours. So I, I don't think you can say that there's still valuable currencies because if the dollar goes down, they all go down. Mm. I guess. You guess? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should finish the book. Jack Maybe you should finish the book, yes. Was there anything else specific to Bitcoin and its process and creation you guys want to chat or move on to a little bit more of the future of crypto and, and Bitcoin? Because we're sitting, uh, we're kind of coming up to the end of the uh, of our allotted time, but I also want to make sure we cover everything clearly. I mean, I like the, the, the whole the whole creation of it, you know, well, it just, just to think about someone had the knowledge to the foresight to see where the U.S. dollar was going. Because uh-huh. uh, basically that's the reason Bitcoin was created um, right. was to, I think, overtake the dollar at some point with something that will remain valuable. Mm-hmm. That you can base other currencies on and become the standard that you can't mess with. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, you can't just if there's a if there's a crisis if there if the go if okay if a nation state's government is not controlling their economy correctly and Bitcoin is the standard, then they will have to figure it out mm-hmm. how to get their mm-hmm. economy back on track. There ain't no bailout. Right. You can't right print more bitcoin you can't code more bitcoin if you know if this because mm-hmm. it's the way the book is is portraying it that this will happen which i i do believe that um just from more research i've done and the trends that you see bitcoin doing over the past like nine nine ten years um 
but that's it's, it's just mind blowing to think that he could think of that, you know, and, and right. see that future. So the future is going to be interesting. And speaking of the future, let's go to that. Uh, since Bitcoin, there's been countless of other crypto coins that have been out there. There's the, the second biggest one out there is Ethereum. And then there's Litecoin and then a, a dabble of a ton of other stuff. Uh, you might have heard in the news recently about Dogecoin going to the moon, boys. Yeah. Got to go to the Doge. Um, Elon Musk is promoting Dogecoin. He likes it too. But without getting into all the specifics of the other coins, this is where I think the, a lot more research needs to be done with crypto in general on each on an individual front is we know Bitcoin has a market cap. We know there's a certain number. We don't know that about these other coins, correct? I mean, these other coins don't these other coins do not have the same st- stamina or the same juice as Bitcoin does. And and the, the what I say about this is Bitcoin is like the Dow Jones. The other cryptos are the, like the individual stocks. Yeah. Does that seem pretty fair to say? I think, I think that's fair. Yeah, they're day traders. They're day traders. Yeah, stocks. yeah. Um, they all, but the 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 premise of all these coins though is unregulated, not unregulated, decentralized transfer from one person to another instantly. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of all these cryptos and. They're all going to have a value, and you the the book talks about it. And you're going to have banks trying to create their own cryptos. You're going to have countries trying to create their own cryptos. You know, you're going to have you know chase the chase coin. You're going to have you know a the Wells Fargo coin or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they all come back to the same problem: is that they can't be regulated. You can't you can't back a coin and just create more coin because mm-hmm. you're going to have the same problem as you have with a fiat currency. Yeah. So that's why that's what makes Bitcoin even more, you know, what the uh, all the roles come back to Bitcoin and why the Bitcoin is going to be the the the, the dominant force of, of going forward. So with that said, Dubs, I know we've talked about it. You and I both are planning on getting into Bitcoin. We are, are we're going to start. Well, you have been. I I have just yesterday actually bought Bitcoin out of off of Coinbase and. I look forward. I'm going to be buying stuff every month or every, periodically and just keep building up, build and build and build and build. Um, Dubs, I know you're in it. Christian, thoughts? You going to join the gang? WD, Kip. Yes. I'm going to join the gang. That a boy. So we can talk off mic. We'll get you set up with what you need to do or, or if you yeah. need help figuring that out. Oh, WD oh, got I, me. I need help. WD got me all squared away. Um, finally got it all figured out for me. And now it's just a matter of, I mean, hell, I was driving home last night and he goes, hey, you should buy some of the, some of this coin. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> and when it's a dollar or a coin, you're like, come on, get up to four. <laughs> get right, up to five. Right. And just, yeah, let's, let's go. I mean, right. that's so like the day trade. And um, I think it's important, again, as 30-year-olds, we see the writing on the wall. Like right. we were told to go to school, get a good job, you know, don't work hard, work smart, blah, 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 and all that same you know political BS and propaganda we were fed. I think it's fair to say that Social Security ain't going to be around for us. I don't think so at all. And if it, I've, if, I've if never it, had hope in that. If it is around, it's going to fill our gas tank. That's about it, 
right? It's not going to be anything substantial that we could retire on. Mm-hmm. I think your traditional investment opportunities of the 401ks and the, and the IRAs, I think those are all still going to be valid and true. And I think those are still going to be important to have for us specifically, maybe not so much our kids, but definitely for us. But I don't think it's, those are going to grow at a rate and potential that the coins can. And I think this is where we need to, as a new age and as a new, a new future forego the stock market and go straight to the coins. Mm Mm-hmm. The stock's very volatile, and sure, you can still make a lot of money if you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you get lucky every now and then. But I mean, the silver lining to that, though, is that when the when the Federal Reserve pumps money into the banks, stock market goes up. Right. So that's why you know, according to the book, that's why the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. The poor get poorer, right? Because it doesn't trickle down. And, you know, if you want to invest in the stock market, you are, mm-hmm. I mean, you're technically safe. You, I mean, I feel confident in saying that because yeah. if there is a bailout, if there is this, the first thing they're going to look at are the banks and the stock market. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess then the other, the, you know, it's not necessarily safe to just keep your money in a safe account, in a bank, right. in a savings account, right? You got to do your money does no good sitting in the bank and and you got to have you yeah, we got to be able to di- diversify big. Like mm-hmm. I think that's I think that I told you Dubs like I want to have silver. You know, mm-hmm. I would love to have a safe full of silver bars and coins and and mm-hmm. even gold bars and stuff. I think I think those metals are always going to hold value since they have for hundreds of years mm-hmm. for human history. Yep. I also would like to eventually have a real estate portfolio and have a few different properties and land and things like that and assets that I can move forward. So I look forward to it. I, I look forward to this ride and I'm, I'm all in, man. I hope for those yeah. dips and for then for the highs. So that's right. Christian at the end of this, at the end of the book, since you didn't get there, mm-hmm. the author makes a good comparison of it. Like with stocks and gold and all this stuff, like each right. stock has a, I, I forget what what it's called, but it's basically a number to show the um like how protected that is of investment, right? The right. higher the number, the more secure it is. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right, Doug? Mm-hmm. Okay. It basically is saying that Bitcoin is on par with gold right now. Really? Yeah. It is that safe an investment. Mm. With the potential to skyrocket past gold and become a ton more bad. Now he he puts all these numbers in and I can't I can't get into it, but I think what he said like if if you put if if Bitcoin was equal to gold in terms of the amount available and the price point mm-hmm. wasn't Bitcoin like four million dollars a coin forty seven point one forty seven oh, wow. no that's for, what it can just get for, to no that okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, you went ahead, but he he went through like different states. Like all, if it was equal to gold, it was like four point seven million. That's right. And then if you then if you added like all above all like the uh, real estate and Mm -hmm. these assets and those assets, Mm -hmm. it was like twenty million a coin. Mm -hmm. But if you add but if you added all the 
all the assets that people own, and if all that converted to Bitcoin, it could reach forty-seven point one million dollars per coin. Oh wow! And it's at fifty-six thousand dollars a coin right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's what near uh, a thousand times more. Very close. I mean, to it, it, yeah. it's going to take some time to get there. And and the author makes it at the end of the conversation of the book that it is still early. So if you think fifty six thousand is a lot, it is, but it can become so much more. And right. we're, you're still in the early game here. So I'm in. I'm, yeah. I'm working on. It. And I've I talked with my wife, and I told her I go. I'm going to do this. I, I didn't really necessarily ask for permission. I go, I go, we're going to, we're going to definitely put some money in Bitcoin. She didn't hesitate once. She was like, all right, cool. And uh, we'll see, you know, I, I, I doubt we're going to get burned. I really don't think this is one of those situations where the only way I see Bitcoin becoming invaluable is if the entire world dismisses it. Right. Right. Well, I mean, then I'll just go back to the Silk Road on the dark web, and yeah, yeah. Then it, it, now I'm buying, yeah, right, yeah. There'll always be some type of value into it. So, but anyway, gents, we are definitely well past our time limit here. Christian's going to have some fun time uh, editing this. I know we did not get to everything in this book. There's a ton of value. I encourage you, anyone listening, to read the book. You may have zero interest in Bitcoining or investing, and you might be happy with what you're doing, and that's perfectly fine. But I definitely think it's just something you need to be somewhat knowledgeable and somewhat understanding of what Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is. Uh, I for sure think this is the way of the future, if not necessarily specific to coins, but definitely a digital money. Mm. Um I think this is the way of the future. And with the younger generations, everything's digital. You got to have an understanding. So I encourage you all to, to take a listen um, or read it if you buy it. Listen if you get it on audio. Because we made that clear earlier. <laughs> <laughs> with that, uh, any final notes, WD, on, on the crypto? Yeah, I believe that this book specifically is great for anyone who doesn't know anything about cryptocurrency or bitcoin anything like that it's a very good book to dip your toes in um it does mention a couple of books towards the end of the book um that he kind of referenced where he got his information from and you know his research things like that so mm-hmm. I, I i wish i would have done my due diligence and found out what those two books are for the podcast the sam but i don't know um, yeah, I, I we may put it, we may put it in the post when this yep. gets dropped. Uh, mm-hmm. We can drop. There were two books specifically that they mentioned. I, I definitely will be reading them, um, mm-hmm. just so I can expand my knowledge on this. So if anyone has any questions or whatever, I don't sound like an idiot. So, um, but I think the value and the information in this book is very important, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I agree. And and just to clarify too, that they don't talk about how to invest in Bitcoin no. or when you should look for the trends you should look for. No, this is all based on the history of Bitcoin, what it is, why it is, the who, what, where, when, and why that we all loved in English literature and how to write a paper. Yep. Um, so it gives you the good foundational knowledge for Bitcoin and the mm-hmm. evolution of cryptos. 
Uh, of course, if you want to really get into and, you know, there's everyone and their brother seems to have a Bitcoin book and how to invest in it. But that's not what you need to know. You just need to know the basics, understanding of it and then just to buy it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> it's very simple. Yeah. So uh, uh, Dub Nuggy. Yeah. Dub Nuggy. I first want to go ahead and mention what the book for next month will be. Oh, um, he's got it ready. Since, well, I, I thought mean, we were waiting until next week. That's okay. Let's drop it. No, well, let's just drop it in the beginning of the. We gotta gotta do it at the beginning of the month. So people, have, right. this right. what happened Go with ahead. the Bitcoin it was a week later. Anyways, the book I'm selecting is called "The 33 Strategies of War." Ooh. Okay, and it's by Robert Greene. Let's Green. go. And essentially, it it's it's life lessons. It's things that you will use in your everyday life but he uses examples throughout history in order to get his point to get these 33 strategies of war across um it's very you know it talks about napoleon to margaret thatcher things like that things they dealt with and how to get through certain situations in life that you can use for yourself um it seems like i was just looking up some interesting books and this they it, they say it's a companion to the art of war. Mm. It's a great companion book to that. So I'm excited to read it. Uh, this author also has another one called um, the 33. Uh, I think it's 33 strategies of power. Uh, 48. Mm. I'm sorry, 48 laws of power. Um, he has that as well. I heard that's more of a dry read. I didn't really mm. want to get into that one for a book club, but this one, uh, the reviews I read about it, things like that been nothing but positive and that it actually keeps you entertained yet you learn nice. and, it's, and people did comment that it's not just your typical like self-help book you okay, know yes. it's cool. it's not one of those where it's the same story just in different scenarios so these are different lessons things like that throughout history um so i'm i'm, I'm very eager to read it so it's mm. called the 33 strategies of war by robert green Excellent. I look forward to it as well. All right. But I do have a buggy. <laughs> so, this is about crypto. And it's about crypto and gaming. Okay. Since we're pretty avid video gamers, I'd say, uh, yeah. to say yes. the least. <laughs> yep. um, so, there is a game called Crypto Kitties. Okay. Mm. And it is based off. It's a game built using Ethereum technology. Ethereum's the second most popular valuable coin out there on the market. Uh, so basically, um, at, well, after this game called Crypto Kitties was released, uh, Ethereum's blockchain it went up ten percent. Oh wow! In one week, um, because people were so interested in, in this game, um, and basically. I, I, the summary of the game is uh, you collect and breed your own army of digital felines. That's all the game is about. <laughs> nice. But it's based on blockchain and on Ethereum, so it, the game is valuable. Right. It's, it's like you could compare it to owning stock in Home Depot, and that is the only hardware store you will buy products from. Yeah. Because you're investing your money into something that you 
I'm trying to figure out the, the best way to say this. You're buying something from a store that you've invested money that Correct. you know you're you're trying to increase their value. Essentially, right. is what that is. Right. So it's the same concept, but digital, right? In a game, so very interesting. Well, gents, it's a good conversation. Uh, do I get a good grade on the book? Y'all impressed? Yeah, Y'all happy? Yeah, yeah. By far, I'll be purchasing a physical so I can read. Yes, the book. I I will be purchasing a physical copy it's, at some it's like point. 30, it's like thirty one bucks. That, yeah, that's so. a, that, yeah. As we're talking about investing and, and spending, <laughs> oh, just I'm, I'm paying thirty bucks for a book. No, I was, I'm going to take that thirty and put it in Bitcoin. We're going to <laughs> give me point zero 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 seven Bitcoin or whatever it would turn out to be. So, all right, guys, uh, good conversation. Uh, we will uh, reintroduce the book again, WD, for next time in case you didn't hear it, and. Um, Christian, you're on deck for the books to so start thinking what you want and for uh, for June. With that said, on behalf of my esteemed gentlemen and co-hosts and wonderful friends, WD and Christian, my name is Kip. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Confused Gentleman. Hope you all read the book, listened to it, enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Peace. See ya.